You're not an accident. You're a beautiful creation. And this is the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, Episode 94. Hey there, Tony here. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhyme and Reason podcast, where my goal is to help you see there really is a rhyme and reason to your life. You know, God created you on purpose, and there's nobody else in the whole world quite like you. That's something to sing about. You know, today's um, segment of reason, I'm going to talk about uh, some things that I wrote about this past week, like uh, how the salt of the earth is losing its flavor and why it's good to sing out loud, even if your voice stinks. And uh, what you should do to keep your head from exploding, you definitely want to stick around for that. And what to do when you can't pray away the pain. You know what? Sometimes you can't. And how darkness falls and takes millions of people with it. And finally, a fun way to teach kids about the first six days. The first six days. Something I'm really um, stoked about, and I hope you will be too. But, you know, it is called the Rhyme and Reason Show. And so uh, in this week's Rhyme Time segment, I want to share a version of an old classic. I know even if you watch Hollywood movies, you're going to hear this song. It's called Amazing Grace. You ever heard that? Of course you have. At least you've heard some of the words to it anyway, uh, being sung at funerals most often in uh, movies, it seems like. But uh, anyway, this is Amazing Grace. It's a classic uh, hymn. I've sung this many, many times in church. Maybe you have too. I hope you enjoy it. Amazing Grace.
it is amazing. I hope uh, you've experienced the grace of knowing Jesus as your Savior. And uh, if you haven't, you ought to do that. It's, uh, it's not uncool. You know, it's a great thing to know you have eternal life. You're going to live forever. What's uncool about that? To know it? Anyway, uh, by the way, you can see the lyrics to that song. Uh, they're pretty old, but they're, they're written by a guy named John Newton. And uh, I posted them on my website at TonyFunderburk.com forward slash 94 for this episode, 94. Hey, isn't that clever? Anyway, you can see the words to it over there. And uh, I hope you go. I mean, it really means a lot to, to know that you have that kind of grace given to you. None of us are deserving, but um, uh, God saw fit to make sure that we had a way to eternal life uh, in spite of who we are, not because of it. And speaking of uh, who we are and how we are, uh, Christians are called to be salt and light, salt of the earth. And I've noticed that the salt of the earth is kind of losing its flavor, and it's uh, another place where Jesus talks about um, if you're losing your flavor, if, if the salt is losing its flavor, it's, it's really not good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So um, he was using that as a metaphor and saying, you know, really, if you're, if you're not flavoring, if you're not giving some flavor to the message of, of grace, um, people aren't going to want it. Just like, you, you know, you, if, you, if you ever had a really good juicy steak, and you know what really makes it tasty is the seasonings, the salt and, the, and maybe the garlic and pepper and butter and the things, you know, different things that you like. It's the seasoning. Um, I talked about how I use an app on my phone. It's called Flipboard. It's a, sort of a magazine of other magazines. It's just all the stuff that people curate. And you can create magazines. I have one in there called, uh, uh, what is it called? Words, Music, and Pictures, I believe my magazine is. So if you're on Flipboard, you can look for that. Tony Funderburg's magazine of words, music, and pictures. And um, anyway, it's a great way to gather all the subjects you like, and, uh, and it'll feed them to you uh, through, your, through the app in your phone, in your, well, at least in your iPhone. And I, I guess it's on other... Uh, other phones. I haven't really checked, to tell you the truth. I'm sure it probably is. But uh, you get these stories, and it's uh, it's from all over the world. Uh, uh, just all over the world. And something I've noticed as I've read through all this is the Christian faith is really under attack. And I mean, again, all over the world. And it's not just a figment of my imagination either. I, I don't have a persecution complex, and I don't suffer from a a poor, poor, pitiful me victim mentality. I mean, it's real. You don't have to take my word for it. Just check out the news sources. And I'm talking about the kind other than, you know, the regular NBC, CBS, or ABC, CNN, or NPR, or even Fox, for that matter. And you'll find some very disturbing facts. Um, if you think it's not under attack, Christianity is not. Listen to this. Children are being prohibited from writing Merry Christmas to the soldiers. For crying out loud, what? How does that hurt anybody? Senior citizens banned from praying over their meals in the senior center. Huh? Uh, what about religious freedom? I thought we were supposed to have that. The VA, the Veterans Administration, they're banning the mention of God in military funerals. Well, what if the guy was a Christian? Ay, ay, ay. 
numerous attempts of, uh, to have veterans memorials torn down. Uh, if they have any religious symbols, you know, like a cross, um, there have been all kinds of attempts to have that torn down. And they're also making attempts to ban any mention of God from historical markers. You ever driven across the country and seen those? So, uh, so what's a Christian to do? Are we supposed to throw up our hands in frustration? Are we supposed to hide in the closet? Um, so, <laughs> do we just hold our hands over our ears? La, 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 I can't hear anything. Well, I, I suggest it's time for some significant salt mining. You know, it's time to dig deeper into the Christian message for the more flavorful nuggets of salt. And it's time to pass that salt out. And I think with joy and love and hand it out with a steady hand. The, the world is hurting, whether they know it or not, they're hurting. And they think salt, I mean, think about this. Nutritionists many times will say salt is bad for you. <laughs> I mean, that's just the food, but they, they're really starting to apply that to Christianity. You know, salt, that salt is bad for you. Those Christians, they're just trying to put, put their rules and regulations over on you. Well, um, you think you're up to it? I mean, if you're a Christian, you should own this. You should dig in and you could and you and say, you know, I'm I'm backed by the creator of the universe. You know, and we're called to be salt for crying out loud. It's a it'll help you remember whose team you're on. When you lean on God and not your own understanding, he'll give you the words you need. Even though I've been stumbling a little bit here, he does give you the words. He doesn't he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And even though there'll be more people rejecting the salt than accept it. That's, that's always been the case. Even though your message may be trampled underfoot time and time again, you'll still be sharing good seasoning with the right reasoning. And I'm pulling for you. I say you can do it. I say latch on to the pro promises of God like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if you'd like to talk to me about it and, you, and maybe you want some help uh, for doing this, I'm here. You can contact me through TonyFunderberg.com. Uh, Click on the Hire Tony button there, and there's a there's a, an email uh, contact at the bottom of that page, and you can always get in touch with me. Glad to talk to you about it. And uh, speaking of, you know, raising your voice in um, with purpose, um, I I'd like you to guess who wants you to sing out loud. I mean, speaking of singing, that's what I do. It's what I've done for a living for a long, long time. Guess who does? We want you to sing out loud. And it doesn't matter if you have a voice like Bocelli or you think you're singing smelly. <laughs> I wrote that on my uh, my website in the blog part. Uh, it doesn't matter. You should sing out loud today and be glad you're alive. You exist. You're somebody. Like I said at the beginning of the show, there's nobody else like you in the whole world. And, and yet you ought to sing out like that, like there's no one else in the whole world. Sing anything you feel, anything that makes you smile, anything that makes you remember your living, loving creator made you, and he gave you a voice. Doesn't matter who you are or where you live, doesn't matter what your skills or talents or gifts are. There's somebody somewhere who could use what you have to offer if you'll sing it out. And if you offer it with, with love for your neighbor, you know we're supposed to do that, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, your offering is blessed, and it's not forgotten. It may not do as much as you would like it to here, but God won't forget it. So what's your talent? You know your gift? How about your skills? You got them ready? You know what to do, right? Right? 
Yep, yep. Sing out loud. Uh, another thing, get the word out. And I wrote about this. I said, get the word out before your head explodes. Well, I hope that gets your attention. Um, what I'm doing is going back into the studio to produce some songs. And uh, these are not going to be like the last batch. They were uh, praise and worship songs. I still have another volume of those that I'm uh, mixing and, and working on. But this next batch is, um, I guess you could say batch or compilation. I don't know if you say CD anymore, but uh, anyway, a collection of songs that I'm working on. Um, I've got an offer for you. If you write lyrics, if you write poems that could be converted to lyrics for a song, I'd like you to join me on this collection. And uh, what I'd like to do is feature your words in one of the songs. So obviously I can't do everybody's words in one song. So there's going to be one person I'm going to pick. You know, if you, if you write lyrics, poems, stories, something that you think would fit into a song. Maybe somebody said, hey, that thing you wrote, you ought to turn that into a song. And maybe you're not really a songwriter, but you write words that could, that could fit into a song. Now, here's your chance. So get those words out and get them out to me. And you can find out how on my website. Just look at um, uh, TonyFunderburk.com forward slash get the word out. Um, and here's what I'm looking for. It needs to be your own original works. You can't be plagiarizing or um, this has to be something you own. You know, this comes from you. I want words that tell a story, and I like these words to be uh, full of thanksgiving, not merely quoting a Bible verse and, and having that repeat over and over. And think about this. They need to be lyrical, you know, not just a poem, but lyrical, full of rhyme and rhythm so that they're, they can be remembered easily. And I want them, most of all, to be words full of hope. And it doesn't have to sound like a praise and worship song. This is going to turn into uh, um, just a song of thanksgiving and love and hope uh, from a Christian perspective. And that's the other thing, too. Of course, I want it to be from a Christian perspective, not just uh, like the Bible talks about, uh, don't be conformed to this world, but transform it. So we need to be thinking in terms of that. So... Uh, like again, uh, if you have any questions and you'd like to submit some words to me, you can look at uh, TonyFunderberg.com forward slash get the word out. And that's uh, anytime you see, see that, it's get dash the dash word dash out. Um, and just look for that. I mean, it'll be on one of the first pages because it's a pretty recent post. So uh, I, I hope that encourages you to. to um, encourages you to uh, submit some words, get some words out there and, you know, get out there on a limb and, and put it out there for everybody to hear. And when I turn into a song, if yours is picked, you'll get a free CD. Yep, CD. Unless you'd rather have the download uh, version of all the songs, not just the one that, uh, that your lyrics are part of. So what do you say? You up for it? Get the word out now. Don't want anybody's head exploding. And what do you do, segueing into the next thing here, what do you do when you can't pray away the pain? You know what? Have you ever done that? Have you ever prayed and you say, Lord, take away the pain? This, this anguish, it's, it's more than I can stand. Well, you know, even Paul 
prayed that. He prayed to the Lord, please take this from me. And there's some question about what it was. People have different ideas about what he what his affliction was. But he was asking, he asked, uh, I believe, three times. And finally, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. So he didn't get the pain prayed away. Well, what do you do when that happens? You know, I mean, life is challenging every in, in every way nowadays. It's... Um, I mean, there's so much hurt and hopelessness and inhumanity, man doing terrible things to his fellow human being. And of course, it's tempting to just gripe or complain and yell at the world, but those things don't just, don't they just add to the problems? I mean, they don't, they don't help. I mean, how about trying something else? How about give thanks instead? Yep, give thanks. Now, I'm not talking about give thanks for pain. But give thanks in the midst of your pain. Uh, using Paul as an example again, he was in jail. And this isn't jail like they have nowadays with lattes and uh, cable TV and air conditioning and all that. This is a jail where he had already been beaten. And um, he and his assistant are in the, in the cell. They're in jail. And they're singing out praises to the Lord. They're singing and praying and thanking God. Yeah, right in the middle of all that. And he's already been beaten. I mean, this is this is a grungy place. And he's giving thanks. That's a, that's pretty amazing. And you know what happened, though? If you've never read the story, the, the cell doors and, and everything on everybody, all the other prisoners, all of their cell doors, suddenly there was a shaking and a uh, almost like an earthquake kind of thing, and all the cell doors came open, and everybody was able to get out. Hmm. So in a, in, in a way, they got out of their pain after all. So I wrote, a, uh, I wrote lyrics that I believe are going to go into this collection of songs I just talked about. As a matter of fact, uh, a song that would be called Instead. And uh, let's see, if you go to TonyFunderberg.com forward slash try this on for size, you'd see a uh, kind of a shirt on a hanger there. It's a picture of it. And in the article below that shirt, you'll see the lyrics. And uh, I think it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of an attitude that we need to have. You know, here's something we could do instead of just always trying to pay, pray away the pain. Sorry. Well, what do you do um, in the middle of all this darkness? Have you noticed this darkness in the world? I've noticed that my wife and I have talked about many times, talked about how everything's getting so dark. And um, I mean, it's just dark and dreary. Movies, music, billboards, the internet, they're all filled with shadowed images and references and zombies and mutations. And uh, it's just, it's just dark. Well, whatever it is, we, we shouldn't embrace a, fatalistic attitude like there's nothing we can do we're doomed and we certainly shouldn't toss in the towel because no matter what you know eventually darkness is going to fall and the light of the living god is going to banish it forever this that's a fact but until that day happens when the lord comes back and changes everything we're still here you know um, it's not a bed of roses, and we're certainly not in the land of milk and honey. Far from it. 
But I do believe we, we get the world we build. That's what we end up with. It hasn't been predetermined by God or any dark forces of evil to be filled with darkness, but we end up making it that way. We, we, the members of the human race, us, you, me, we do it. And there are groups who are, you know, they're doing what they can to turn the tide, to reverse the trend toward destruction. And I count myself in that, in that camp. And I'm no angel. I've messed up more times than I can count. I'm I'm pretty sure I'll mess up some more. I mean, the sin nature means you're going to sin every day in small and big ways. I mean, but there was only one perfect person who ever lived on this planet. And you know what he said about me? And you know what he said about you? He said, we're more than conquerors. Hmm. Wouldn't you prefer a bright, sunny, colorful world where imagination soars Toward rainbows of light. And doesn't that sound more refreshing than skulls and crossbones and zombies and mutation freaks? I mean, is it just me? Or is there anyone else out there who, who'd like, also like to see that uh, see to it that darkness falls once and for all? Is he, are you out there? Hello? What do you think? Can we beat the world? Why don't you go to uh, TonyFunderburg.com and forward slash darkness falls and there's a song there called beat the world you'll be able to listen to it right there we will eventually if it takes waiting for the lord to come back and and that's what we'll do but in the meantime i think we should try to fight the good fight with a with the good wise words from the bible and speaking of the bible it starts off with the very first days of creation the bible does and maybe you've heard the story, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, if you were God and you could speak words to create the sun, the moon, and the stars, you know, just use words. You speak words and the sun and the moon, the stars, and all the heavens and the earth are created. If you were God, how many days do you think it'd take you to do that and create the whole universe? I don't mean a blueprint. I don't mean... Uh, in terms they use today like mind mapping or sketches or even prototypes. I mean, how long do you think it would take to, to create the whole universe and every kind of living thing in it? Well, this next point uh, might sound like crazy talk to most, but the actual living God found in the Bible, you know how long he took? Six days. Yep, six days. And on the seventh day, he rested from his creating. So the first week were six days of creating and a day off. Now, at the risk of sounding even crazier, I'm going to say those first six days were all he needed to make it perfect. And I'm talking about six literal days. Six literal days. You know, where the daytime and the nighttime equal about 24 hours. Six of those kind of days. Not six ages Oh, this million-year age, the Jurassic and the Prosaic and the... Oh, sorry. Um, I'm talking about six days, not six periods of time. And I don't see why this is so hard to imagine. I mean, this is God we're talking about here. Maybe evolution needs millions of years, but God doesn't. 
And isn't it much more exciting to know God created you with love and purpose than to think you're just an accident destined to vaporize into blackness? I hope you already realize the hope that a relationship with your Creator can and will bring you. If you have kids, they need to know the truth. And the truth is, in the beginning, the very first six days, God created the heavens and the earth. He really did do that. Now, I know that what I'm saying requires faith in something or someone. And it's something or someone I can't see. But you know what? Evolution requires faith. And I believe it requires a blind faith. I mean, after all, when you talk about something coming from nothing, and you make up numbers like millions and billions of years, you can't provide evidence for that. There's nothing historical from millions of years ago. There's nothing historical, no history, no man's history or human history written down past about 6,000 years ago. No evidence of it. No empirical evidence whatsoever. So those who come up with evolutionary uh, ideas, it's just a, it's a matter of guesswork and theories. You know, it's called the evolution theory, after all. And it's just a futile attempt at explaining away God. And that's sad. And it's even sadder that so many kids will never get to know their living, loving Creator because they'll just latch on to the silliness of fools. And that's not me making it up. God says the fool says there is no God. And think about this. In order for you to be able to say there is no God, it means you know, there is, you know everything there is to know about everything in the universe, which would make you God, so it's a self-defeating argument. If you get, like to get to know your Creator, it's as easy as asking Him to help you. He's as close to you as you allow Him to be, and He can be closer than the very air you breathe. You simply need to ask Him in. If and when you do, don't be surprised when you begin to experience hope. It's so cool. And I'm talking hope like you never truly had before. And you know what else? Don't be surprised if you find yourself wanting to pass that hope along. You know, pay it forward. That's what I hoped to do when I wrote and illustrated a children's book that I called The Very First Six Days. And um, I put the six days of creation into poems. And in the book, each day has its own poem, and then they all go together. And the rhythm and the rhyme of it all, they all flow in the same way through the, through the whole book. So then there's the very first day, then there's the very second day, and the very third, so on. And each one of them have the same kind of uh, rhythm flow to them. And if you go to TonyFunderberg.com forward slash the first six days of creation, uh, you'll see... Uh, an excerpt from the book, uh, The Very First Six Day. Uh, no, I'm sorry, The Very First Day. And you know what? I'll read it to you. Here's how it goes. Before there were created things and darkness filled the air, no world or human beings were existing anywhere. Then God created earth and sea and all the heavens too. There was no sun, no moon, no stars, and only God shone through. He looked down at the waters and the dark face of the deep. The earth was still and quiet, just as we are when we sleep. He said, let there be light, the way a perfect true God could, 
And then he saw the brand new light and knew that it was good. Then God divided light and dark, and darkness he called night. The light would be called day, and it was pleasing in his sight. That evening and that morning wouldn't be the total sum. No, that was just the very first day. Five were yet to come. Well, that wraps it up for episode 94 of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. I'm Tony Funderburk. Hope you'll be with me next week, and uh, I'll do my best to be back here with you next week. I This is, by the way, the last Friday episode. Next week, I'm going to tune it up into the first part of the week, so watch for it closely. If you're subscribed to this uh, podcast, which you can do on iTunes, you will just get it automatically and nothing will change. It'll still be there for you just the way it always is. If not, if you're not subscribed, go to TonyFunderberg.com and look for it. You can find it under Tony Podcast. And uh, till then, till next time, I want you to remember that God gave you a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. And he is the rhyme and reason to your life.